Hey guys, so welcome to the OYOT or On Your Own Terms podcast with Amber Cherie, where it's a safe space and a resource for professional moms to share their experiences navigating through their careers on their own terms. Each Friday, join us as we mix motherhood and our professional life into a power hour to help moms take a breather and know that they are not alone in this journey called life. We keep it real as we share our personal personal experiences, sorry y'all, uh, being the chief of our household while balancing work and showing up our best most days. So y'all, this week I have on Nia Majors um, and and actually let me back it up because I, I get excited when I have guests on and then I forget to introduce myself. So if you are uh, new to me, uh, my name is Amber Cherie. And um, you guys might have met me three ways. You might have met me from the podcast that I do with my little sister called the Inner Circle Podcast. And so that one's more focused on bringing um, people that are part of our inner circle on. And we just talk about their passions, different topics or their profession. Um, This one is just a slightly a little bit different. This one's catered to the professional mom. And that can look in so many different ways, whether it's a birth mom or you know, a motherly type of figure, uh, whether you've adopted, um, yeah, whether you adopted your, you know, nieces or or a family member, or whether you actually birthed or been in, in the process of birthing a child um, and you're a professional. Uh, you also might have been here or ended up here because you know me personally. So welcome. Hi, y'all. Um, and I'm great to have you guys here. But if you've never even met me personally, or you've never even had um, heard the other podcasts, I just want to welcome you guys here. Uh, I am just so blessed to be able to have people in my community, especially professional moms that have poured into me and we've poured into each other. And today is nothing different than what we've had in the past. Nia, I've known Nia, oh gosh, how long? It's been almost a decade at this point, I've known Nia. Um, and we started, we met each other at, down at IU through Delta. And then our journey has gone from there. I mean, we've we've only been interacting with each other prior to now um, through Delta. But then as we've gotten older and I've watched her grown, I've watched her grown in her career and um, not only gone to get her master's degree, but then also followed her passion on interior design and also just been able to not one juggle her family life um, being a mom and a wife but then also being a full-time employee and starting her own journey as owning her own business whether it was design or a full blown out like renovation like she has blessed us in our house so <laughs> she is bit multifaceted, uh, a beautiful spirit. Uh, she loves Jesus. And I just really appreciate her coming on here today. So welcome, Nia. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm so gracious of you. <laughs> 
so we we're gonna promise you guys a power hour it's gonna be it's gonna be in depth but before we even get into the icebreaker and the inspirational moment I want Nia to have the floor to be able to introduce herself to the listeners with her elevators pitch or anything else you would like to add to you um let you guys know who she is so well, thank you, Boots. I appreciate it. Because <laughs> uh, that's how I know you. But um, thank you so much for uh, giving me the opportunity to be on this podcast. It There's a lot. And in going into being a professional um, mother, uh, wife, and sometimes you do feel like you're alone. Or in my case, I feel like I'm complaining all of the time when I really just need to, like, get my perspective out and then gather the positive perspective. Um, so anywho, everyone, my name is again, Nia Majors. I am a servant of the most high. I am a belie- beloved wife, mother, um, friend, um, very, very loved. Mm-hmm. I work professionally full-time as an interior designer and uh, when asked, I do a little bit of work for a lot of sorority sisters and um, <laughs> it just uh, otherwise would not be able to come to the um, architectural and interior design studio that I work for in downtown Indy um, and pay those buku dollars. Um, I'm able to share my gift and talent and expertise with them. So thank you again for having me. Yes, 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 yes. And y'all, if y'all haven't gone on to her Instagram, which we'll share at the end, but I mean, like she mentioned, like her design, she's very detailed oriented. She really wants to bring your idea to life. And I remember her um, working with my husband to create his rec room. And oh my gosh, like they went from a Pinterest board to if you guys follow Nick, which you guys have met him on earlier podcasts, or even follow Nia, even after this podcast, like the work that she has done around the city of Indianapolis is insane. And so I'm just so proud of her. So anyways, uh, we didn't come here to talk about design. Well, we, you never know, we might talk about some design tips throughout, but uh, <laughs> uh, but I want to break the ice with you, Nia. Um, so let's see. We'll stay off the profession of uh, actually, you know what? No. Um, what would you say? So Nia is a brand new homeowner, and I remember when we were talking about her um, purchasing a home a year or so ago, and what her idea would be to actually like designing it. And so let's, I'm going to ask her this to break the ice. What is the most exciting thing that you are looking for in your new space? Like what room where you're like, I just can't wait to tear this up. Or is it completely opposite where you're like, I do this all day at home and I, you know what, I might hire somebody to tear this up and just create like a design board and then go from there. So. It's both. So first of all, uh, praise hands, spare hands for, um, first of all, being a homeowner, I am so thrilled. Um, And now that I am a homeowner, it has set in my spirit of what an accomplishment that is. Um, The market, the economy is absolutely insane. And even though 
I'm over 30, I still feel and believe that I'm very young. Yep. To have, you know, to have gained a home. A lot of us that are entering our lives right now, our lives are really just beginning because if we went to college, we went to college, then we might've got our master's, then we might have gotten our um, PhD. And then we're just starting to maybe date, maybe get married, maybe have a family and stuff. And a lot of that is like at the end of our 20s, into our 30s, over our 30s and stuff. Yep. So it's it's just a lot is happening and it's it's such a blessing. But yes, two parts. So I am so excited to get into um, our home and redo our bathroom. Our home is 112 years old. Um, about 2,500 square feet. And so we only have one full bath and then a powder room uh, downstairs. And so I want to get in there, fully gut it, do a little this, that, and the other. Um, I love like English homes or English interiors and stuff. Um, Tudor, uh, Victorian style. Those are two, those are all three different things, but nonetheless, how they come <laughs> together, um, that is what I'm going for. And then our walls in our home right now are yellow. So that is the part where I'm like, can we just hire somebody else to come and paint this because I'm tired? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to paint all of these walls. Yeah. <laughs> Understood. Especially when you got 2,500 square feet to paint. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's going to take a lot. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to congratulate, congratulate you again. I know we talked privately. Mm-hmm. But um, congratulations, because that is awesome. Thank you. Um, so the inspirational moment. So each each um, episode, we have a guest on. I'll say this. Moms are always ripping and running, busy. Always, we put on ourselves either intentionally or what we have signed ourselves up for when it comes to doing things for our family, doing things for our friends, our, our, um, you know, work, everything. And sometimes it's hard to just really sit down and take a a breath of fresh air and reflect on our accomplishments and things that inspire us to give us the juice to keep going forward Mm -hmm. and keep chugging along. And so what would you say this week that you stopped and reflected that gave you, that inspired you to say, okay, you know what? I got this if it, if you were down or, hey, you know, something so small that your child did, your daughter did that maybe like, was just like, oh, you know what, you know, wow, you know, I feel whatever. So yeah, hopefully I answered that or asked you that. Okay. Absolutely. So um, like many people, I struggle with seasonal depression. And once I realized that I did, I was like, oh, okay. And as a, I would consider myself an empath. I'm also a Pisces. So I feel very deep. Um, <laughs> so as an emotional person, I can let the world and situations, moments weigh down on me. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that, um, I was like, there is so much more life to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never wanted to have like suicidal thoughts or be like, you know yep. what, I'm done through whatever. No, because once you get over that hump, once you get over those tears, you feel so much better. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me um, this week, I've been a little bit sick and stuff and I couldn't um, 
mingle with my husband and with my daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, And it had me really down because I wanted to be able to hold her. We're only talking on FaceTime and stuff, um, but I can't hold her and I can't hug him. And um, I just see her face. And I was like, you know what? We're going to just thankfully we're alive and we still can breathe. Yeah. Um, may not feel the best and stuff, but uh, we're going to keep going each and yep. every day and know that there's another day, another life, another moment that makes me happy, that is worth living for. Um, so I got over that hump and uh, uh, my daughter, she'll be, she's three and every day there's something new that she's learning, something new that she's saying right now is, oh my gosh, mom, or oh my God, like it's so exaggerated. And I'm like, where are you getting this from? But it makes me so happy to see her full of life, full of energy, full of character. Um, and, and to see my husband being able to take care of her this week. And I'm sure that was very hard for him. Actually, I know it was hard because he came back and told me single parent is not for me. Uh, <laughs> do not leave me. Do not let me do this by myself because I don't want to do it um, can't do it and stuff and and that in itself was reassuring because that you know in many ways said my purpose in his life as well so yeah absolutely and I think uh I think sometimes we don't um it could be reciprocal like either way like sometimes we don't say we don't give the um the gratitude to each other you know especially when you're moving through life so much you know you have, especially also too, if you, just like you and PJ, you guys are a team, you know, like you guys are, we team, you know, majors, this is it. And so like, sometimes when you are a team and you are one, like you can kind of get in the routine. I know for me, I'll speak for myself, mm-hmm. like Nick and I, like, there's no, um, you know, separation on duties on what it is. Like if you're hungry, then cook, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, hey, I got to work late. Put Junior to bed and bath. Like, figure this out, you know, and all that stuff. And then sometimes, you know, when when it's not even needed to be said, but, you know, you guys are just roaming that way. You kind of, like, get in the mood of, like, always expecting that person to be there and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And when that person is, like, not because maybe a work trip or, you know, maybe a sickness, you know, sometimes it's just like, oh, man, you know, I'm missing that other half of me you know that is there so that's so sweet that he's just like hey listen I don't care what goes down you know what we gotta fix like do a date night like we in this forever (laughs) forever ever yeah (laughs) anyways um awesome well I wanted to bring Nia on because one there's so many different things I mean um Nia had mentioned about the seasonal depression and I've talked to you guys about having postpartum depression when I was going through and even now I'm in therapy and we walking through things and she's even mentioned you know hey I don't even know if it was just postpartum I think you might have different things that have happened something triggers you to kind of get in that flight fight or flight type of thing but just even when you are transitioning from, you know, being a single person to dating, to getting married and becoming a mom and um, becoming a professional and trying to navigate through corporate America, there are areas and pockets of your life that sometimes you feel like, you know, I wish I would have somebody that can really give me a, a POV or, you know, if you're married and maybe you might not 
maybe you were the first married person or maybe you didn't have a lot of married friends even now around you it's kind of hard to feel like you're in a safe space to kind of talk about some serious deep issues and not necessarily like you know just basic things like how do I love my significant other with their love language how do I communicate sometimes when I don't want to come off nagging you know but I need that person to know how I feel you know or you know how can I um I don't know change something different or set a different goal for our family but understanding that from a biblical standpoint he's the head of the household and so kind of having to come with the submission to him of like hey this is where I see or this is what I'm thinking of contributing to the family, but not necessarily, I don't know, like still allowing him to be the man. I know that that that's because I can be very dominant. So that's me, but still allowing my, you know, very gentle spirit husband kind of still take on the reign and be covering over our home. So when it comes to marriage, Nia, like how have you guys been able to still juggle? Because I know you're, you are an extremely busy person. And uh, I thought I was busy. Nia's busy, busy. <laughs> but when it comes to busy, it's not busy just to be busy. It's busy because she is literally living in her passion, her dream. She's she's dream building. That's honestly what her busy is. Um, yeah. But not only does she do it um, because she's ambitious, but she also incorporates her family and her husband into her dreams too. And I know that can be like, you know, I don't, I, obviously PJ is not on here to talk about his perspective, but how have you guys been able to, how has he been able to support you and your dreams? Um, but then also be able to, um, I guess, have that like goal or that vision for your guys' family to say, you know, hey, Nia doing X, Y, and Z and us doing this as a family business kind of, you know, puts us, I don't know, kind of incorporates and supports you, but then able to like still be the head of the household, be that that partner, like that communication. Because sometimes when you are an ambitious woman and you do, you want to do all these different things, sometimes that can be, there could be a breakdown in communication, which is not what you guys have. But how have you guys been able to show that an example to other, you know, moms and, that are married that, hey, I'm going to bring my husband into my vision and incorporate it into our family and our marriage. So I took you all around, but I was trying to like get my thought together and like set the stage. Um, Um, Okay. So for the first question is how has he supported me? So when um, COVID hit and I left my First full-time job, um, I had just had Nova. She might've been maybe like nine or 10 months at that point. Um, and I left and that was it. Mm-hmm. There's more income coming in. I'm kind of waiting on unemployment that is due to me and I'm a collected. <laughs> um, and I was just like, okay. And as a person who very much enjoys contributing to society, I was like, I have to go out and do something. and or somebody wants to have their own stuff, um, whether, you know, my husband can, you know, give me an allowance or he can say, hey, babe, here's things to make you look beautiful because not only do, are they good for you, um, not only do they compliment you, but you looking your best also compliments me and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so while he could do those things or whatever, I also am like, 
if there's something I want, I want to go get it. I want to be able to pay for it. I don't want to have to ask anybody else, you yeah. know, about it and stuff. I can do that because I earned it. Yep. For so I looked at my hands and I was like, Lord, I got two hands. I got a little bit of knowledge of some interior design, like, you know, mm-hmm. my hips. Um, and literally when I tell you God always answers prayers and I be feeling lonely and I need to get myself in check and stuff, my God answers my prayers on a consistent basis. And I'd be looking back like, my goodness, like, <laughs> why were you even thinking what you were thinking? If you literally dive into your faith, because what else do you have it for? Dive into your faith, hold on to that, um, and know that he is going to come through on everything he's talking to you about, his promises um, and things. And so I had gotten work from a, um, a family member who just wanted me to redesign her table she had an old table she wanted it to have a little marble look and be like black and stuff so she gave me that work then as I'm working on that she had other stuff in her home that she wanted to do she wanted to take down her popcorn ceilings I have never taken down popcorn ceilings in my life I told her that like look I am not equipped for this and she's just like I mean I'm sure it's easy go ahead and do it and I was like okay <laughs> so you know what I went watched some tutorials figured out how to take down some popcorn ceilings it is not for the week at all I never have to do it again <laughs> um then I was painting her walls then I was helping her um what I want to say get the decor and stuff together for her home so throughout that whole process our daughter is nine to ten months old she's growing every day she's not walking she's still breastfeeding um and we're trying to introduce solid foods to her um, we had went up to Kokomo during this time because we're all on lockdown and he, he was there. He, when I left in the morning, so I could, or went to the garage to work or went over down to the street to, uh, my family members home and stuff. He was there. He got up with her. He played with her throughout the day. He, you know, nursed her, not, well, nursed her, help her feed and stuff. Um, you know, help her take her naps. Uh, take her on walks around the neighborhood and things he was there in that way so that I could dive into my dream continue to make to do something that made me happy made me have purpose um and what I want to say continue to grow and then we got back to Indianapolis and the the phone calls could just continue to pour in and he still continued to do those things then I get a full-time job and the work is still kind of coming, like friends and family are still like, hey, can you help me get this together? Um, and so I had to step back from physically installing things in their home to like, hey, I can help you design this, order it for you, get it put in your home and stuff. Um, and when I'm doing those things and or painting walls, because that's a physical activity that sometimes you're away from home from, um, he is he's there taking care of our daughter. Not only is he taking our, care of our daughter when I'm having my mental breakdowns because everybody wants stuff right now and they don't understand there's a process or that I'm only a team of one when I'm working for them. Yeah. I have nobody else. And that all of the sequence of getting your home to look like your Pinterest board takes time. <laughs> yeah. And I have to devote time to God. I'm trying to devote time to my husband. I'm trying to devote time to my daughter. And at the end of the day, I'm the last person um, that gets Mm -hmm. time for themselves and stuff. So for him to come and to support me, sometimes I had to start dragging him to jobs with me and stuff so that I could get some manpower. Um, But he's very good 
with his words and very good in pouring into me with his words. And as we grow in our marriage, um, I'm very much reminded of the excellence that he brings to my life. I don't mm -hmm. always appreciate it. Um, there are many times where I don't appreciate it and where I forget it. And then I'm reminded and I, um, and I love him for that. The second part of your question. Oh shoot. I had no. it. I forgot it. Yeah. Oh, so I think the question, I was just like all into what you were saying. Cause I've seen it in real life. Um, but I was thinking of, we talked about support and then also how have he, how have you guys been able to like with him supporting, with him being there physically or just being there emotionally supportive, how have you guys been able to incorporate, you know, both of your guys' passions, you know, and ambitions and your careers in with each other um, and making sure that it's like one vision with your family and then what um, advice will you give to would you give to another mom that is you know pretty much a, similar to you you know when it comes to like following their dreams incorporating their family into their dreams but maybe um, they don't know how to use the words or don't know how to use the I don't know I guess don't know how to go about it when they are in their marriage with their husband like what tips and things have you guys done you know that has been very helpful yeah, okay. Um, well, I think the first thing that comes to mind is that it's not perfect. It is always ongoing. And while I may give my own tips and uh, advice, um, it does not, the words are better explained than what we're experiencing in the moment and throughout the process and stuff. So me explaining like, oh, my husband is coming in and he's here in this way. We have had many conversations about what we brought to our marriage while I was out following my dreams and stuff mm -hmm. and where I felt like he could have done better or I could have done better. Um, and you know, that old, whole like happy umbrella sometimes gets glossed over, um, by little details or your own, uh, feelings and stuff in the way. So I think the first thing is that it's not perfect. Second of all, be a person of vision. And that is whether you're married or you're single, um, I'm a person of vision. My my passion, my professional life is a result of my passion that I go after every single day. Mm -hmm. Not only do I want to contribute to society, I want to bring in money for myself and for my family. And then that money um, and my career help propel our lives, our mm -hmm. lifestyle. Our home could just be a box but I wanna fill it with all of these different things as an interior designer. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, I can say, I want to do this professionally or I want to do that, um, I don't know, within my marriage and stuff, but without the vision, without sitting down and having goals, without sitting down and having an action plan, without communication, and communication would be probably the first thing, but also, the one of three of these things that I've just mentioned um, are very important. I had to sit down and say, look, babe, this is the vision that I have for our family. And I wanna give you this space in order to be the head of the household for our family, but we have to communicate these 
things. Um, and no one of us is going to be sacrificing at some point as we're going after our ambitions. Um, and who are we okay with sacrificing? Yeah. When, you know, when is who going to sacrifice and stuff? Yeah. Um, and understanding that, okay, it's your time to sacrifice. We need to get to a point where somebody else can feel like they can go after their ambitions. And then, you know, it's the, the other spouse's time to step in in other ways in their family and stuff, or to step in where that, that spouse had previously stood. Um, so again, I think that understanding it's not perfect um, or this process is not perfect having a vision for your life and for your family. And then communication is always going to be key between you and yourself. I wholeheartedly agree with everything you just said. Cause I know, um, especially when you were saying like taking turns, you know, like when it comes to career, when it comes to education, different things like that. I mean, Nia was in our household when I was over here, uh, helping Nicholas with his accounting homework. And we over here arguing. <laughs> I'm like, dude, come on. He's like, no, can you just do it for me? Uh, no, like I'm not in class with you. Like I'll teach you, but you know, but the sacrifice, you know, like even as a wife, sometimes, um, depending on the dynamic of, of your marriage, you know, not everybody's marriages are different and they're not structured the, all the same, but you know, some, most of the time the, the mom or the wife has to give a lot more you know has to take a, a step back and um you know it's it's sometimes really hard so I appreciate you when you said you know communicating that and I definitely think a vision I mean our family we do a, a, a vision board or family powerpoint at the beginning of the year where we go through and we sit down and like you mentioned communicate like what are the things that you want to do this year that are important to you and what are the things, you know, they want to do? What are the things we want our child to do? And then figure out, okay, we brought everything to the plate, but how can we, we can't do everything. So what, what things can we focus on or how, or maybe we can do everything, but we just got to plan that out and see what that looks like for our family and what resources we have in order to, you know, make everyone happy because it's important for all of us in the household to be happy every single one, you know, because then that makes it very difficult to function and be a team when, you know, someone doesn't feel like they are appreciated. And it can even be the child that doesn't feel like they're appreciated. <laughs> Sometimes not even just the significant others. It could be like, hey, you know, the three, I'm, I mean, juniors three, oh God, you know, I thought the views yeah. were bad. Lord Jesus, the threes, I'm like, when is this done? You know, <laughs> the bat the the back talk the the like extraness the yeah and they know how to answer you back like exactly the way that they need to you know with the right words and it's like who are you talking to (laughs) I thought I was a parent but (laughs) um which brings me to a good segue into um parenting so Nia, you have a beautiful baby girl and you're very, you're very patient with her. Uh, Well, I ain't seen Nia outside of her, (laughs) (laughs) but how have you been able to kind of look at her and just been like, you know what, we're going to figure out what your skills and passions are. Um, 
and we're going to cultivate that. And, and also, I know you are a strong Black woman. How have you been able to, and been able to kind of like help her grow into herself, her confidence, her words, her, just her as a person, like what type of things have you instilled in her? So. Um, so I also struggled with postpartum depression and anxiety, and I'm just going to take my moment to go ahead and touch on that because mm-hmm. I, I never had anybody else who struggled with it um, around me prior to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I broke down, my daughter's only probably about a month at this old, if that broke down in front of her, she can see me with whatever newborn vision they have, but she saw me crying and talking to her, like, you're my daughter, you're mm-hmm. my daughter. I love you. We're going to be okay. And then she starts crying as babies do. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, several things. I had to reassure myself. I prayed for you. I was praying for you. You were already in my womb. And I went to the doctor a week later and found out that I was pregnant. Didn't even know. I'm just, you know, asking God to open up my womb. And whenever is the time is right and stuff, you know, bless our marriage with a child. Um, And she was already there. I have her. What is supposed to be this beautiful experience was not. Because I felt like I didn't want her. I didn't want to be a mom at that moment. Like I knew I wanted to be a mom, but I didn't want her at that moment. And then my mother talks to my aunt and was like, hey, I think we're going to have to raise her for a little bit for her. She came back and she told me that. And I was like, not no, in like a furious way. I was like, no, like that's not your job. My mother loves me so much that it is not her job, like, Anything I have, I want to give back to her and I want to, you know, I want her to experience life to the fullest and stuff. Um, Moreover, it is not her job to raise any of my children. Those are my choices. Um, And she has been a wonderful grandparent to our daughter. Um, And so I knew I had to get myself together ASAP. So when I realized I love myself, I love my daughter, I prayed for her, we have this family and stuff. Then to see her now growing and learning, I love education. I want to make sure that she's smart. She is very beautiful. You know, God, you did your thing with that one. She (laughs) is gorgeous. Now she looks like my husband. So the audacity that I carry her, she doesn't look like me. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to complain too much. I feel like, yeah, (laughs) but she is very gorgeous. And so I want her to be not only very beautiful, I want her to be smart. I want her to know God. I want her to go out and then follow whatever it is that she wants to do in life, as long as it is a positive thing that it glorifies God. And I have to say that specifically because she might want to be a stripper. We, we're not going to have no strippers in our family. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> contributing to society. Yeah. Um, and so um, looking at Nova Rise now, she's three. She is very dramatic. She has a lot of charisma. She has a lot of fight. Um, there are several times where she's gotten in trouble and uh, we might have uh, disciplined her mm-hmm. and she is fighting back. 
<laughs> I realized that and I was like, you know, I want her to be a disciplined individual, but I never want to break her spirit. Yep. And yep. I don't want anybody else to break her spirit. Yep. So pouring in her and those and reaffirming her likes, her dislikes, um, things that I want for her and explaining to her why I want those for her, why I feel like those things are beneficial, even at three years old. And then again, um, re what I want to say, introducing her to other things, her other passions and stuff. She loves the color pink right now. Um, she loves rainbows right now and stuff of that nature. So we, she loves tutus. We get her those things as much as we can without spoiling her. Yep. Or yep. what I would think is spoiling her to let her know, like, we see you, we love you. Um, we have a little bit of extra funds. We want to pour into you that way and stuff. So, I mean, she's only three. There's not a ton of things that that she's doing right now or experiencing to understand like what is a passion. Um, but as she continues to grow older, it is a hope of me and PJs that we first and foremost show her love and love is an action word. So we have to follow up with those things of getting in, getting exposing her to whatever it is that she wants to do, allowing her to participate in those activities. Um, and then supporting her verbally with positive affirmations. Yeah, and I I definitely agree with the uh, well everything you just said. I mean, I um, you and I have had private conversations, but I probably I struggle for. So I'm a high functioning whatever. I don't know what the label is, but like, and anybody that's around me, like it'll be there'll be a problem then like I will literally go from zero to a hundred on that problem which is like not healthy but then that's like how I I guess cope or my fight is to like overcompensate so when it yeah. comes to like parenting it's like I struggle with breastfeeding but then I was just like you know what like you have that I don't know like I, I was just like I will and determination yeah and you just worry like and is my child not going to eat if I don't produce, you know, and then like, but then there's so much stigma around like breast versus formula and you don't want anybody to see you weak and all this other, it's just like, you know, it doesn't matter as long as your child eats, but, but when you are going through that, like postpartum depression, you're just like, you know what, I, any means necessary, you know, you just go full throttle and yep. you know, like, I look back at things and I'm like, girl you put so much pressure and stress on yourself and it took me probably a good almost two years one it took me a good maybe year year and a half to realize like what the hell was going on to the point where I didn't even I didn't even look like myself like I don't know if you ever got to that point but I I looked at my mirror and I was just like this is not like where's Amber inside yeah. of me you know like I feel like and I, you know, had a lot of anxiety even transitioning going back to work, you know, like, am I, am I a good mom for working past five? You know, just like, yeah, you're fine. You know, like someone is there, someone's feeding your kid, but I can remember times coming home, having to stay at the office late. And I just like bawling on my way home. Like, I'm not a good mom. I'm not doing this right. You know, I'm not. And, and luckily, you know, we're blessed to have amazing husbands that are, patient and you know all of that stuff but it's just like 
you you go through this and you're just thinking of it and you know like you mentioned you hadn't been around people that um or had any friends that maybe acknowledged that they were going through that or just never went through it but then it's kind of hard to go through that and you're just like I don't know you just you talk to your parents and they're like I didn't raise five kids and on my own your daddy didn't blah 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 he worked and I could clean and fed you know or if you had a single it sounded like postpartum depression anxiety you mean yeah (laughs) you just not saying it but that's what it sounds like yeah (laughs) and I like I'm just saying yeah (laughs) and then you look at them you're like but I don't want to live my life like that why you know and so I think there's a lot of our ancestors and uh elders that probably have been through the same or worse but I think you know I speak for my own family they lean on you know the church and the bible and you know and then you know the generations that they've seen have gone through other things i mean like my grandma is the worst person to talk to anybody about like anything like she just be like your husband's leaving to go on the work trip did you know i raised three kids and i did all this stuff and when he comes back home you need to you know like it's just like okay i how we would say those are strong black women but honestly in my opinion because I'm also like this when I realized okay I had to get will and determination it was a positive thing because I found strength in myself but it has also been a negative thing because I'm a very hard person my husband tells me that I'm not as nurturing as I need to be or that he would like for me to be let's say that he would like for me to be um because I have such a hard front yes. and I was like that that is my survival yes because when I get soft I feel like the, the world is literally going to eat me up and I'm so sorry I'm working through it and stuff but I would also see a lot of people women who speak like that have gone through some things in their lives that make them put on a very hard front like that agreed agree and I definitely can think that my, I mean, my grandma's almost 80 years old. I can't even imagine. I mean, civil rights movement, you know, all sorts of things. I mean, her mom probably was probably one or two generations away from slavery, you know, and, you know, it's just a, it's more of a survival, you know, tactic. And I agree with you. Like now I'm just like, how many generations are we going to continue to be tired? Like, let's just cut this now like let's just cut that you know our black man can't cry you know that they can't show feelings let's let's cut this now that our women have to be you know we got to be submissive we can't be x y and z we gotta you know be all it like why can't we just be the people that god has created us to be and live in our gifts and what what our strengths are whatever that looks like because we're not all the same you know and we if we bring our full self in to our relationships and into our friendships and stuff people can really see who they're dealing with and then they can, we don't have to hide we don't have to fight we don't have to do all it's tiring so um but anyways that's a whole nother podcast so <laughs> um so let's this is my last question to you before we wrap up so when it comes to your faith and when it comes to you I mean you talked about all of the things that you've gone through and just finding that strength in that I mean we even talked about earlier when you were saying you know I got to do all x y and z and then hopefully there's a little room left for me to kind of 
you know, take care of myself. How have you been, not one, um, been able to use your faith to, you know, continue to take it, or I guess, let me back it up. I'm sorry. I'm trying to like, think of this the way I want, like, I can think the way I want to answer it. I ask it, but with, when it comes to God's word and it comes to everything you've been through, like, what is your feeling or what verse or what situation or what Bible lesson or what story or character in the Bible or devotional have you been able to lean on during your journey of hardship and also with that journey of hardship how have you been able to use your faith your the loved ones you as a person and um, your ambition to really continue to take care of yourself or give yourself a break from self and do some self-care but then also continue to follow your dreams and build your self-worth I know that's probably two separate questions but that's how I'm thinking it in my brain a lot um man you know anytime we talk about God it is so there's so much to talk about um and first and foremost I talk a lot about God and so people may assume I have a very strong relationship at the end of the day me and my house to that to that me and my house will serve the Lord I know God I've been raised in the church I um what I want to say have invited Christ to live in my life but even so I find myself a toddler maybe a teenager in God um and not fully mature in the way that I want to be in the way that I know a Christian should be. And so um, to that, it is ongoing for me, which it probably will be for a lot of people. But um, again, me and my house will serve the Lord. And when you know God, you are not easily swayed by other things uh, of society um, to come and sweep you off your feet and like give you uh, instant gratification or hope and stuff. No, your hope isn't God. That's what your faith is um, and to that, Second Timothy is something uh, that I've been just meditating on, or at least learning to, two parts, learning to grab scripture, hide it in my heart, meditate on it, apply it to my life, and be courageous and confident enough to go out and witness to others about God's word. Mm-hmm. Second part of that is the scripture that I'm focusing on, or at least that is at the forefront of why... Um, yeah, why I be rocking hard or rocking hard in my faith and, and telling other people about God and stuff. And that's 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17. And it says, all scripture is God breath or breathe, excuse me, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. And um, I've just been rocking and rolling with that for a while of why I need to get up in the morning, spend some time with God, read scripture, understand it, meditate on it, talk to God and how powerful prayer is supposed to be um, in your life, in your Christian walk and stuff um, and why and how that sets you up for the rest of the day. And so just focusing on that scripture alone, I'm like, okay, nope, this is what we're getting up for. It is not enough to get to say like, oh, I, I'm a follower, I'm a Christian. Okay, well, what does that mean? 
there are a ton of people that just get up, they go to Easter Sunday, they might go to church every Sunday, but they still do not dive into the relationship that they are supposed to have with God. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you supposed to be bringing other people to God and stuff? And then even so, as we are walking through life every day and we have so many struggles, things that weigh on us, how are you tapping in to your relationship with God to, um, yes, weather the storm and stuff? Um, and so that is what I'm doing right now is just trying to put God first and focus on that every single day so that it steps up my day. I have not always successful in doing that because yeah, I'll wake up and immediately go on Instagram for my morning news and stuff. So, um, but I'm learning nonetheless in within for my faith in that, um, again, all of my prayers, all of them. I look back, all of them, all of them are answered. That is not by circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's God at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And um, I definitely uh, relate to you about the, the toddler because, I mean, I grew up in the church just like you had mentioned. And honestly, um, it wasn't until COVID and I started getting into a, a Bible study with a whole bunch of other believers that I've really got a chance to read the word. And second Timothy, second Timothy was real hard first and second <laughs> because of the way that they, you know, um, just women's, you know, views and rights and stuff. It's real. It's like kind of, but you're like, when you are not looking at the context and the biblical standpoint and the different things of like, what's going on at that time and what's the purpose of that writer and that speaker of that Bible and, and what they're, what they were saying, and then kind of getting additional resources. You can easily just read that and be like, what? <laughs> you know? In all book, you know, oh, I was like, Timothy, you know, all of them. But anyways, but yes, I agree with you. Like, but taking your time, meditating on your word and really just like, you know, really, like you said, hide it in your heart and really take that time. Don't, don't just only take your pastor's word, but you need to get in there too. And, um, I think that's my lack of maturity in the past, which I, um, definitely am working on just like you. And so I appreciate you, um, saying that. And the last thing, what have you done lately to kind of continue to, you know, um, take care of yourself when you are, you know, at the end of the day, you have that time and it's towards the end and, you know, stealing those five minutes. I know I was talking to Jatika and she was talking about stealing those five to 10 minutes in the bathroom, you know, like a day, the, 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 <laughs> don't bother me. Don't talk to me, you know? <laughs> so what has been your self, your self-care or ways that you've been able to continue to build your, your self-worth and things that you're passionate and you care about? Yeah. Um, shoot, <laughs> taking all my minutes to the bathroom, taking all my minutes to the shower. Okay, don't don't come searching for me because I don't want to be found. But um, no. <laughs> um, literally, yes, it is that communication. Like, look, I gotta put me first. Don't put me first right now. We're not gonna make it through this day, this marriage, this anything. Um, that's happening and stuff. So please allow me to take, I'm communicating, I'm in the shower or I'm, I'm, I need this moment. 
communicating, I'm having prayer. I'm communicating, I'm running to go get my nails done or whatever the case may be. Like that is my spouse's time to step in and let me have those moments for myself. Yeah. Um, more even specifically, I like to go shopping. Mm-hmm. And I have gotten to a point where I cannot buy fast fashion um, that are very cheap clothing and stuff. I have to invest in my clothes, my yeah. clothes. So I might spend uh, a little bit over, you know, a three, three digits and stuff mm-hmm. um, on a piece of article, just one piece of article. But that article is going to last me. It has value. It's going to last me a while and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, that was, that is again, me going back not necessarily adding back. Well, it does add value to myself, but that's, that's my standard. Like, Oh, I think I like this and stuff. Other people can see me. I look good and things of that nature, but it makes me feel good. I know they're like, Oh, okay. I have put myself together, which is a value of mine. So these are the ways that I want to invest in myself in order to do that, that do not hurt my family, that do not hurt my finances. I have there, I can go ahead and do it. And then we can continue to live our lives. We're not struggling for anything. Yep. Um, So yeah, I, I be investing myself in many ways. Still be overwhelmed sometimes, but when I look back and be like, oh no, you did that this week. It's okay. We good. (laughs) Yeah. And I think sometimes we just, we don't invest in ourselves because we're like, oh, you know, that extra money could go towards whatever, you know, for the household. And it's important, like, you know, we bust our buns all the time to just treat ourselves. So, um, agreed. So, all right. So we are at the end y'all. So with every single, um, podcast, I always like to ask final words to our guests. Um, and so you can answer one question, uh, one of the two. What is your go-to resource for your professional or personal life that you enjoy that you would like to share with the listeners? Or what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, oh man. <laughs> hmm. I'll go with the professional. I don't know if this counts as a professional resource, yeah. but mm-hmm. as a black woman. I sit and have conversations like this podcast um, or listen to elements like this podcast, but have conversations with my husband and other friends who are professionals. And that to me has been the, some of the best professional um, development that I gather because we don't have any of the same careers we have different mindsets, we have different goals, and it has been very beneficial to grab their perspective on things that I felt like, hey, let me let me give you the scenario. Was I wrong? Am I like, you know, am I overreacting and stuff? Um, how do you see it? Because they don't agree with me. If I'm, you know, if we're in the wrong, you're in the wrong. Nobody's yeah. gonna, at least my circle does not, you know, egg me on that way to say like, you know, we yeah. totally, with you and stuff so for me that has been some of the best professional advice and then going back to listen to others um on podcasts and stuff to gain different experience and to understand okay this is what they did in this situation this is what their work environment with is like 
um, this is what their salary is in a specific mm -hmm. industry, may not be your industry, but you can grab some tools of what they did to leverage themselves, yep. um, some knowledge, root them on for even mm -hmm. doing that, most likely because I'm talking to a Black professional, man or woman, yeah. um, and then continue to like figure out, you know, how that can elevate you and continue to, you know, meet some of your goals or meet your goals um, and the vision for your life and stuff. So when tap into your friends and friends, don't be afraid. Now your salary, your finances and stuff. Yes. Sell them only to your inner circle. Everybody does not need to know. <laughs> However, or moreover, continue to have these conversations about your professionalism, um, the things that you've experienced and stuff, because you don't know how much of a blessing you're going to be to your family and to your friends and to your mentors um, and to your mentees um, and to your associates by having these conversations um, and, and pouring into their lives. Awesome. I would agree with you. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed this quick power hour. I, again, want to just appreciate uh, Nia for coming on and just say thank you, just in gratitude. I am so appreciative for her, not one, only coming on here, being transparent about things that are going on in her world, uh, but then also dropping some gems and letting us know her POV um and and just different things and how she continues to keep chasing her dreams and keeps you know like being a, an amazing spouse but then also communicating what she needs and making sure that you know like she's exceeding in her profession and and just allowing us to have the space because Nia is a pretty private person so I'm just appreciative for her coming on here and just being um open and and trusting me with her story and and what she her point of view so thank you Nia thank you for inviting me it was a pleasure absolutely all right bye guys see y'all next week <laughs>hey love I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast episode I would love to stay in touch with you and connect. So to keep up with the OYOT podcast, follow On Your Own Terms podcast with Amber Cherie on Spotify and Anchor. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at OYOT podcast. And also too, if you want to share your thoughts um, or even write a little love letter or feedback, send us a letter um, to the email address of OYOTPOD at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.